parents are expelled from the garden, God places angels at the entryway as a sign of judgment. It is an angel who stays the hand of Abraham when he is about to sacrifice Isaac. Angels watch over Moses and the Israelites as they make their exodus from Egypt and as they receive the law from God. Angels minister at the Temple of Solomon. Angels deliver the word of the Lord to the prophets. The trend continues through the New Testament. Angels announce the conception and birth of Jesus and of John the Baptist. Angels guide all sorts of people to worship at the crib of Jesus. Angels guide the Holy Family away from imminent danger. Angels minister to Jesus when he's fasting in the desert and when he's suffering in the garden. Angels watch at his empty tomb and accompany him at his ascension, announcing his glory as at his birth. Angels accompany the apostles as they establish the Church of Christ. The book of Revelation and the letter to the Hebrews show us that angels are continually at work in our church and in our world. Angels are everywhere in our prayer. In the Mass, two of the most beloved prayers are songs that, according to Scripture, mankind learned from the angels. The Gloria, that's Luke chapter 2, verses 13 to 14, Glory to God in the Highest and the Sanctus, that's Isaiah, chapter 6, verses 2 and 3. Holy, holy, holy. The Church often invokes the heavenly host at the preface of the Eucharistic prayer. And so with all the choirs of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and join in their unending hymn of praise. In the great prayer itself, the priest asks God that your angel may take the sacrifice to your altar in heaven. And angelic prayer is hardly something we reserve for Sunday Mass. Catholics imitate and invoke the angels in many of the devotions that have been popular through the centuries. When we pray the Hail Mary, we are praying the words that the angels spoke to the Blessed Virgin as they are recorded in St. Luke's Gospel. See Luke chapter 1, verse 28. When we offer the traditional noontime prayer, the Angelus, we recall that very story of the Annunciation to Mary. For more than a century now, the popes have encouraged recitation of certain prayers to St. Michael the Archangel. Angels are everywhere in Scripture, everywhere in Christian worship, everywhere in sacred tradition. We find them there at the heart of the faith, attending to the Holy Trinity and the Holy Family and to us. That's the place that God gave them in divine revelation. That's the place that Jesus gave them in his preaching and earthly life. If we relegate them to the periphery, we are distorting the faith, for we are not living it as we received it, but as we prefer it to be. If we are ashamed of the angels who love us and serve us and whom God has given to us, should we not expect them to be ashamed of us at our judgment? The story of the angels did not come to an end as John wrote the last words of the book of Revelation. Their mission and ministry go on, whether we acknowledge them or not, these mysterious creatures are omnipresent in our lives, from the first moments of our conception to our last ebbing breath. They are active in our prayer, in our choices, in the order of the church, and in the order of our world. And as in the Bible, so in our lives, they are not bit players. They play crucial roles in our personal dramas. Angelic Encounters I confess, though, that I did not always give them their due. 
Not so long ago, I kept the angels on a remote reservation in my spiritual life. I would never deny their existence, because I knew that the doctrine of angels was well-established in tradition and non-negotiable. But I wanted to make sure that no one suspected me of trafficking with the angels of pop culture and some popular devotion. It hardly seemed intelligent, and it certainly seemed unmanly, to be hanging around with Victorian sprites and cherubic fairies. Then something happened. Two close friends of mine, a man and a woman, both of them models of Christian life for me, were diagnosed with terminal cancer. As their diseases progressed, I spent countless hours with them, first on drives to chemo and in waiting rooms, then in hospital suites, and finally at bedside vigils. And I noticed something. As their bodies wasted away, both friends began to mention the angels more often in